Constitution? Ooh, check. Welcome to Careful Cantrip. Hello and welcome all you wonderful people to our inaugural episode of Careful Cantrip, where a group of friends from coast to coast do their very best not to get lost in dungeons and run away from dragons. I'll be your host and your dungeon master for the evening. My name is Dave McGill, and we'll get to our players in a moment. But uh, before we start, just want to have a couple notes. Uh, first off, if uh, we're going to run for about three hours tonight, if you uh, if you can't stay up that late, it's a little past your bedtime. You can catch our stream uh, on YouTube. Uh, we're going to be doing putting that up later this week. Um, otherwise, if you enjoy yourself, if you have a good time, go ahead and leave a, a comment in the area somewhere over here, and uh, hey, give us a follow because it's it's always helpful. So, with that said, without further ado, we are going to jump into tonight's episode. Our story begins along the Whispering Straits, a narrow ocean passage that connects the dragonborn continent of Mornitar and the jungle-esque climate of, the, of Qatar. The smell of brine and seaweed floats along the ocean breeze as the sound of waves crash against the old wooden hull of a passenger sh ship. High above the ship's deck, a small flock of brightly colored gulls lazily soars ahead. One gull in particular, interested in this strange vessel that floats along, looks down at all the strange creatures that are running about. Some seem to be tending to a sail, others pulling on some ropes, while a few leisurely kick back along some crates. He watches them and wonders to himself how these strange creatures get anywhere without wings, not to mention that they have absolutely no flight formation whatsoever. <laughs> yes, what strange creatures these humanoids are. The gull, now completely lost in thought, barely has time to see the massive glass circle hanging it in the sky ahead. With no time to avoid it, he crashes directly into it. A loud grunt is heard on the other end side of the circular sky glass as a burly man lowers down his telescope and rubs his right eye. He swings his arms around trying to hit the bird, but the gull is just far too nimble for him, easily able to avoid his attacks. As the gulls float on, the burly man turns the telescope around to inspect it to ensure that the bird didn't cause any cracks within it. Thoroughly satisfied with his inspection, he brings it, the telescope back up to his right eye, giving a slight smile, a mouthful of yellowish stained teeth. But that smile doesn't last long as he lowers the spyglass down with a look of anticipation. He holds his hand out to his side of his jawline and gives a loud bellow. Land ho! 
50 feet below on the ship's deck, a shorter, portlier man wearing a loose red bandana that barely holds in his thick gray mutton chops looks down at his clipboard. Looks like we're right on time. He looks back up to the crow's nest. Well done, Mr. Port. We're, uh, we're going to need you down here now for, uh, for docking, so if you, you head on down, please. The man strolls away. He looks about the deck, taking stock of all that's happening. As he passes a particular stack of crates, he's greeted with a familiar sight. Seated on one of the crates is a young man who seems to be reading some type of book. Or on closer inspection, a type of map. But not a map of any land, you see. These are the map of the stars. Ah, uh, young Mr. Arcadia, I trust you're enjoying this fine, sunny day we're having. Tell me, are the stars showing any good fortunes today for us? Alcora, if you'll please introduce your character and describe him for us. Okay, my name is Alcor Arcadia. Uh, I'm a human. I have white hair um, in, in a bun. Um, I wear dark blue clothes with some uh, light gray lining in it. And I'm just sitting on the deck, just looking at the, uh, the map of the, of the sky. Alcor, you recognize this man as First Mate Smeltsy, the captain's right-hand man and unofficial concierge of the ship. He's been quite pleasant and accommodating to you and your travel partner. Um, he looks on with an inquisitive smile, adjusting his thin reading glasses on his large button nose. He leans in to get a better look. Always wanted to be a cartographer myself, I did. Never had the hands, though, just too shaky. All my shorelines would end up looking like a jagged teeth of wild cats. Gotta say, never imagined I'd see the day anybody mapping the stars. What are you looking for up there? Uh, there are many things up there, my friend. You can see the past, the future, and you can find your way when you're at sea. Just follow the star, they'll guide you wherever you need to go if you know where to look. I, I I know that part quite well, but you, <laughs> the future and the past, you say? That's absolutely amazing. Who taught you well, all of this? Well, you have to learn it the right way. Uh, back in the academy where I studied, uh, we learned where the stars are and how they move through through time. Three hundred years ago, there was a bit they were a bit different. Now that's what we have. If we can follow them, we've le we learn a few things. That's just. I, I studied the passage of them. That's just incredible. I've never heard such things before. Is that uh, is this why you you're headed to the continent of Qatar then? Yeah, there are many things to learn over here. It's a brand new world. Well, if you're if you're looking for one thing, one thing you can check out always is uh, there's plenty of mountain ranges to the to the east side and to the north. You might want to check out there. All right closer we are, the better it is to see them. Right, right. Smelty raises his head to the sky and says to you, Ah, speaking of the mountains. Not a moment later, a large winged male, covered in uh, colorful feathers, softly lands on the deck beside you. Not sure if you've uh, met Mr. Pavo yet on our travels. He's another passenger on our little voyage. 
Mr. Pavelton, you mentioned you had spent a fair amount of time up in the mountains? Uh, Pavo, if you wouldn't mind introducing and describing your character, please. Hey, I'm Pavo, and I am a roughly a five-foot-tall Aarakocra bird. Basically, my colors are green face, long yellow feathers on the back, goes down. When I spread my wings, they're bright yellow, green, and red. So you said you, uh, you're you from the mountains, then? Near the mountain ranges. Uh, I was born and raised in a monastery at the base of mountains, so I tend to spend a lot of my time soaring and going to high altitudes as much as I possibly can. Fair enough, fair enough. You're very far from home, I must say. Oh, where are my manners? I'm being a monkey's asshole. <laughs> Mr. Pavo, allow me to introduce you to Mr. Arcadia. He's joined us all the way from the floating island of Lami Lumi Lumnader. Did I say that right? Almost. Oh. <laughs> it's very far away. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> close, close enough, close enough. Well, perhaps, uh, perhaps you could uh, could tell him a little bit more about the mountains, or maybe some of your adventures or your travels along there, Mister Pavo. Well, it would be my pleasure. Nice to meet you. It is mine. <clears throat> well, gentlemen, I'll 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 let you have your little discussions. But we're uh, you'll have to excuse me for the time being. Captain will probably want to say a few words before we dock. So I should probably gather the other passengers then. Smeltsy turns and begins to head down a stairwell leading to the lower decks. The wooden floors on the lower decks creak as the ship gently is tousled by the rolling waves. The middle deck is made up of bedrooms at the stern of the boat and a common area in the center. Seated at one of the round wooden tables, in between two porthole windows are two of the other passengers playing what seems to be a game of cards with one of the crew members. The rugged, disheveled tabaxi man shuffles the deck as he turns a bit of a suspicious eye towards the passengers. His yellow cat-like eye gives a slight twinkle as he smirks. He licks his paw and slicks back a bit of matted fur on the side. Now, ladies, this game is called the Royal Gambit. We each draw two cards... Keep them a secret from one another. Queen's count is 11, and King's count is 12. We get one call, one round to call the other's bluff and raise the pot. Or, of course, you can fold, or as we like to call it, the coward's way out. Whoever has the highest sum of both cards wins the pot. Buying is one silver, the man as he says as he throws a single coin into the middle of the table. He looks to his right. You and are out, uh, Miss Alara. If you'll introduce your character and describe her, please. All right, Alara has uh, bright red hair. Uh, she's got blue eyes. Uh, she's got elven ears, but the facial structure of a human. Uh, she's about five foot five. Uh, she is wearing sort of a, a white loose fitted shirt and she's got um, a bunch of necklaces going down tucked inside her shirt. It um, has no sleeves on it and she has um, 
armbands on both arms, lots of rings on, and she's got a, uh, a headband with a jewel on it. And uh, she's got a blue cloak, dark blue cloak with some gold trim on it. And uh, she's wearing uh, like dark brown pants with boots. And uh, she's got a metal staff sort of tucked into the back. And um, the top part has this blue glowing orb. Very nice. The tabaxi looks at you and says, well, are you in or are you out? I'm in. Okay, if you'll deduct one silver from your uh, your money pot, your vast money pots, as I had yeah. given all of you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. He then looks to his left and says, and what about you, miss? Trix, if you'll please introduce and describe your character for me. Hello, I'm Beatrix, known as Trix Marsh. And I'm a satyr warlock, so I have the lower half of a goat, and I have horns, um, and the rest of me is humanoid-looking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I usually wear lots of hats, lots of woolen hats, and my horns just sort of poke <laughs> through the top of my hat there. I have a big, long braid in the back. I have freckles, and... Um, my clothes are usually a bit shabby. I don't have a lot of money, uh, but I got all kinds of layers, all kinds of things. Sometimes I find something good to wear. Right now I have a nice big fancy coat on top of my shabby clothes. Um, and I usually decorate my horns with all kinds of baubles and, and jewelry uh, just for fun. Things that I find around because uh, you never know what's useful. Um, yeah. <laughs> very nice. Very uh, nice. And I'm a warlock. Okay. Uh, Trix, you all of a sudden, as the tabaxi uh, inquires as to whether you will be joining this game or not, you hear a familiarly familiar, annoying voice in your head that says, This is stupid. He's clearly going, clearly going to swindle you. Might as well just throw your money over the side. But I guess that's something to expect from someone so wild. Just say, shut up! I got this under control. <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> By the way, I love, I love I love the jewelry it. on your horns. That's oh, super thank you. cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. Uh, it is you one just silver. Talk to yourself a lot. Uh oh yeah, you know sometimes you got to keep yourself in check. Okay, all right, that makes complete sense. <laughs> the tabaxi looks to you and says so uh, are you in or are you out uh, I throw my, my silver in okay if you will deduct one silver from the pot please we're now going to play a short game of Royal Gambit I need both of you to roll two d12s for me please and remember okay. what that number is oh no no pressure. <laughs> First roll of the campaign. Woo! Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> uh, do not tell us the number. Just remember what the two dice are and what the total number is. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, the tabaxi looks at you and says, ah, yes, very good, very good, as the now cards are sitting down, uh, face down in front of both of you. Uh, very similar to, like, a, a Texas Hold'em style. Well, I... Hmm, he looks to your left and your right. He focuses on tricks for a moment and says, Well... What do you have, I wonder? He stares deeply into your eyes, trying to get a sense of your poker face. Trix, go ahead and please roll a deception check for me, please. That would be 24. Okay. Oh, wow, okay. He, uh, <laughs> he kind of looks you up and down uh, for a few moments, trying to get a read on you. He really can't get a read whatsoever. Um, he says, fine, all right then. Trix, it is now your turn. Is there someone who you'd like to uh, get a sense of their poker face? Is the tabaxi the dealer or is he playing with us? Oh no, he's playing with you. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, I want to know what he's uh, what okay. he's thinking. Please give me an insight check. All right. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, while he while he looks back at you, he suddenly gets just a tiny little twitch on the corner of his eye. He seems to be a little nervous from uh, from what you can tell. Alara, if you would like to rate someone's poker face. <laughs> uh, sure, I'll try and I'll gauge uh, Trix's. Okay, uh, I need an insight check from uh, Alara and Trix. I would like a deception roll from you, please. All right, that is 26. Wow. That's not a 26 for me. (laughs) All right. Stone-faced like she had done this before. I'm talking Lady Gaga lyrics here. You can't read her poker face at all. (laughs) But I'm squinting. I'm staring really hard at her. (laughs) All right. Mm, I know exactly what you're thinking. Mm -hmm. I got Mm -hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Well, if everyone <laughs> is so confident, then perhaps we can raise the antes a little bit. And he throws another silver coin into the middle of the pot. I'll bite. I'll throw another coin. Okay. And what about you, Miss Alara? <laughs> yeah, I'll throw another coin in. Okay. Uh, with all of the tallies, or with with all of the bets now placed, the uh, results will be shown. The tabaxi flips over his two cards, showing a four and a two. Hmm. <laughs> well, I bet you can't beat this now, can you? Tricks. what was the total of your two rolls? Nine. Okay. And Alara? Well, um, 
I will take my cards and slam them down in a dramatic fashion, <laughs> showing my whole two points. Wow. <laughs> oh well done. Well done. Thank you. And I will take a curtsy. <laughs> I'll take these. Thank you. <laughs> Without oh. hesitation, Trix leans over the side and pulls back the small pot of money. Uh, the tabaxi begins to shuffle the cards again and say, looks to both of you and says, So, where are you both from? Well, I'm from a pretty far place. It's this place called Luminador. Have you heard of it? I, I believe I have. That is one of those magical places I hear about. Um, a floating island, from what I know. It is pretty magical, yeah. But what, now I'm here. What wonders... What? What wonders you <laughs> must have seen. <laughs> what are you saying about wonders? Luminador is really wonderful, okay? But I'm pretty excited about going to Qatar. Ah, and what business do you have on this Qatar? I don't really have a lot of business. I have more like personal fun and excitement on Qatar. I want to go searching out knowledge. <laughs> a woman after my own heart, just full of oh. adventure and passion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, um, good luck. <laughs> He lets, yeah, sure. He uh, he lets out a small purr Ooh. as he hears this. Uh, as he hears, and you see his his ears kind of perk up a little bit as well. Oh, <laughs> what have I what have I started? What have I started? <laughs> let's see. We got a human, a tabaxi, something in the middle. This could be an interesting night, ladies and gentlemen. The tabaxi now looks over to you, Trix, and says, And uh, what about you? I must say you are quite beautiful yourself. Whoa. Oh, thank you. Hey, what the? This guy, man, Casanova. Um, well, where I'm from, you know, I'm from here, I'm from there. I don't even really know where I'm from anymore. The last place I was was in Randall, um, and I won't be going back there anytime soon. Uh, but don't worry about that. And now I'm just headed to Qatar to see what I can find. I hear there's lots of lots of things there that aren't here. Well, that aren't there. Back there, where I was. Yes. Uh, so, same as you, looking for knowledge. Looking to see what I can find. Yeah. Wow. And if someone else wants that knowledge and wants to pay me a buck, then I'm happy about that, too. <laughs> oh, so you're for hire. Uh, maybe. Oh, well, I don't have any money, so... <laughs> uh, yes, clearly. <laughs> and you have less now. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I don't need money to have fun, though. Oh, well, fair enough. This is, uh, this is my kind of party, then. <laughs> what is happening? No, I'm no. not sure. As, <laughs> Did we put a mature rating on our channel? I just just want to double check before yeah. we keep going. On. Okay, okay, good, good. Just want to make sure on that. As this is all happening, uh, you begin to hear 
footsteps coming down the stairs from the upper deck. A moment later, First Mate, First Mate Smeltsy appears at the bottom of the stairs. Ah, uh, Miss Varshi, Miss Marsh, uh, I hope Gregory here isn't causing you any trouble then. Well, and I'll look at him and I'll say, no, he's not. The tabaxi looks to up to uh, Smeltsy and says, Ah, the only trouble we're having down here is the robbery by this one. And he points over to Trix. Beat me in my own game. Watch your coin purse around this one, Smeltsy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, well, yes. Uh, just receive word that we're uh, a few hours out. Uh, but everyone, best everyone heads topside for the captain's address. I should do one last cargo check and uh, meet you all upstairs. Try not to lose any more money. Uh, there's Gregory. Smelty slightly nods before he before turning and heading to the lower cargo decks. Now, while one game of chance happens a floor above, a game of risk takes place in the cargo deck below. At the lower stair landings lies a door. It's a relatively unremarkable door that looks as many other doors you've seen simple wooden planks but the one difference from this door is a heavy padlock that hangs this padlock has been driving one of the last passengers crazy for the last two days of sailing with the crews and other passengers upstairs a young male halfling takes the advantage of the situation taking one last look back he pulls a hood over his head and turns the padlock with lock with his lockpick in hand. Eli, if you'll please describe your character and introduce him for us. Hello, my name is Eli Schmoomples. I am a stout <laughs> halfling. I have kind of like curly, messy hair. I'm in like a constant state of dishevelment. Uh, he's really young. Um, he kind of dresses in like earthier tones, greens, browns. He's got a brown cloak. Uh, and the only thing on him that looks valuable is this. He's got like a gold brooch with kind of like a ruby in the middle. Uh, and he has, he carries a pipe with him, but he doesn't usually smoke it. He kind of like gnaws on it. And then sometimes when he's thinking, he'll have a smoke. And, uh, yeah, I think that's me. That's Eli. Eli, brushing your hand over the face of the padlock, you quickly find the right pick within your thieves' tools, and you insert it into the keyhole. Can you please make a sleight of hand check for me, please? Ooh, I think I get to re-roll for that. Yes. Sorry, you get to re-roll for that? Yeah, because I'm lucky. So I rolled a natural one, which is All very right. unlucky. All right, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, that is going to be a 13. 13. With that, you are easily able to pick the lock. Takes but a few short moments, but you're easily able to uh, to conquer the mighty lock. I'm very excited. The, uh, <laughs> the door is now open. It okay. gives a slight creak once the padlock comes loose. All right, what do I see? I want to snoop around a little bit. Looking inside the room, uh, 
It's relatively unremarkable, very similar to the rest of the ship, save for the large chests and crates being stored away within. Uh, nothing looks like valuable right off the bat. Can I kind of nudge the door shut? Absolutely. Wedge it a little bit. You kind of shove it with your foot and as it closes. Okay. Let's go over to one of those crates and see what's in there. Okay. Go ahead and make an investigation check for me, please. Okay. Uh, that is a three. A three. So, while you're, uh, so just so we're clear, you are using a D20, right? Just, just want to make using, sure that. I am using a D20. Just, just want to make sure. Just want to make sure. I'm just not having a great start. It's okay. You got to get it, got to get it all out of you now. So you don't have to worry about it later. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah. so you spend a few minutes kind of searching through a few crates, kind of rummaging through a few, few things, trying not to disturb, um, too much in terms of the contents of each of the chests. Uh, you do come across this beautiful, ornate box. Um, it looks like it's made out of a, a soft, light type of wood, perhaps maybe some driftwood or some birch from the, from the higher regions. The box itself has a golden inlay that kind of straps around the, the top of the lid. As you open up the uh, this ornate box, you find two healing potions with just sitting within a, uh, a little bit of a divoted area. Sweet. I will scoop those promptly. Uh, I'm going to leave the box. Can I snoop a little bit more? I feel like there's if there's a padlock, there's got to be something else in the room. Absolutely. Go ahead and make one more investigation check for me, please. Okay. It's a little better. <laughs> Twelve. Twelve. All right. Uh, you come across a, a larger crate, almost a, a chest. Uh, and as you open it up... Um, there is a little bit of a lock, but it's just kind of a, an everyday small lock that you're easily able to crack, no problem with your skill level. Um, rummaging through the contents, there are, there looks to be a fair amount of clothes within there, uh, a few pieces of jewelry. You take a look at them, doesn't seem to be gold, seems to be silver. Um, the jewels that you look with on it, it looks to be uh, a few sapphires spotted with uh, with a few rubies, um, kind of laid out around the entire neck of the, uh, the necklace itself. As you're kind of picking it up and examining it, something catches uh, the corner of your eye, and as you kind of reach in and kind of dig through to the bottom of the chest, you find a small glass sphere with a swirling purplish-bluish color. Uh, on the sphere, the word illuminate um, is etched into the very front of it. Okay. It's reminding me of a remembral. Well, not, sorry. That was... <laughs> You know, like from Harry Potter with the swirly smoke. Oh no, my immersion okay. just broke. Oh god, <laughs> I can see our, fo our follower count is crashing immediately. Oh, I'm oh sorry, god, I'm sorry, I'm this sorry. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take the other jewelry too because I might like trick people into thinking they're real. Um, make a uh, hmm, make a just a straight wisdom check for me. So roll a d20 and then add your wisdom modifier to it. 
Five. Five. Um, looking at them, it's hard to tell. They do look a little glassy, but they do have a little bit of weight to them as well. You really can't tell if they're real sapphires and rubies or not. I'm going to take them anyway because I'm going to see if I can like sell them to people or bribe people or something like that. I'm going to take them. All right. Fair enough. You can go ahead and add a necklace of rubies and sapphires to your inventory. Cool. Okay. Okay. As you continue to search around the room, you come across quite the wondrous sight hidden underneath the, sorry, hidden to the back of the cargo. You've only heard tales of these strange wonders before, but never thought you'd see one in person. Directly in front of you lies a man entirely made of metal. It doesn't seem to be moving, and its eyes hold no glow, as the stories have said. Perhaps it's dead. You reach out to touch the chest plate, and when you do, suddenly eye, the eyes begin to glow, and its head tilts up towards you. Oliver, if you'll please introduce and describe your character for me, please. Hello. I am Oliver Sprocket, but people call me Ollie. I am a cleric, and I have a green ratty cloak on me that would give you the illusion that I'm just down on my luck. And even though my face is somewhat emotionless because it's just designed to be one design, uh, you still get the impression that he's just a friendly and totally righteous dude. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Um, Eli, you uh, you are a bit shocked as this thing has, this, this man of metal now kind of springs to life. Um, Ollie, you look and see this hooded halfling standing in front of you. There's a bit of an awkward tension in the air, uh, one of you waiting for the other to say something. Uh, hello, little one. Uh, my name is Ollie. Nice to meet you. What are you doing in here? Oh, hi, my name is Eli. I'm sorry, was I not supposed to be in here? <laughs> um, I, is this I don't your know. Room? Like, Why not my room, per se. I'm just kind of, you know, hitching a ride, so to say, so to speak. Ah, yeah. I see. Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look good, somebody my age traveling alone, so I prefer to remain hidden. Oh, yeah. You're not stuck in here, are you? No, no, definitely not. Are you? No, I, I you know, I find cramped quarters, you know, cozy. I like being around metal things. I see. I see. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that I heard the somebody yelling to go listen to a captain speak so i'm gonna oh yeah oh i'm gonna head out well thank you so much i probably would have just slept right through i need to get off as well so yeah let's go no problem no problem okay let's head out uh eli as you uh, as you turn to walk towards the door um you slam face first into um a mushy soft warm a uh, substance. Your face just plants directly inside of it. Pushing yourself away, you look up to see First Mate Smeltzy with a bit of a stern slash confused look on his face. Well, yeah. 
I was sure that I locked the door last time I came down. What what are you doing in the cargo room? You should you you two shouldn't be here. Well, yeah, Mr. Ollie, I, I, I realize that you prefer to be in the dark areas, and my uh, apologies for having you having been woken, but uh, uh, pretty good timing uh, to say I was uh, just coming down to get you and check on the uh, check on all the cargo. We will. Uh, Captain's address is going to be happening shortly. We're going to be docking soon, so if you uh, if you two will want to head upstairs for the for the captain's address. Sounds fantastic. I was Great. just suggesting that. Thank you so much. Uh, you both kind of quickly move around uh, Smeltzy as he kind of looks around saying, well, what what happened here? This, uh, strange things happen. And kind of starts looking at all the luggage around, a couple things that have been kind of thrown out onto the floor in haste. At this point, everyone has now started to head to the upper deck of the ship. As the last individual breaches the stairwell leading onto the top floor of the deck, you notice that the wind starts to pick up a little bit. Alara, as you kind of look around, you notice uh, Alcor sitting in the uh, in his familiar spot that he seems to have been hanging out for the last few days. Do you have his back to something? Does he have his back to something? Yeah, is he like sitting against something or can I sneak up behind him? Uh, <laughs> he is actually, he's facing the, the front of the ship as he usually is, um, not paying any attention to the stern of the boat where you are coming from. All right, I'd like to sneak up behind him and go, ah, and scare him from behind. Okay, go <laughs> ahead and make a, uh, make a stealth check for me, please. Oh boy. Okay, that's a 10. <laughs> a 10. Um, uh, as you make your way over to Alcor, um, uh, you seem to trip over a little bit of roping that seems to be on the ground, <laughs> stumbling f- head over ass um, directly in front of him, almost doing a full somersault, laying now flat on your back to the side of him. I would like to try and turn it into a pose. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> go going? Go, go ahead. Hold on. Before we do that, go ahead, go ahead and make a performance check for me, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's a natural one. <laughs> <laughs> As as you uh, as you roll out in front of him, um, you kind of splay out that of kind of like a a sea lion kind of splashed up against it to the point of where your your robe kind of flips up over your head for for a brief moment. Uh, some of the other crew members kind of nudge each other and say, "They see that one over there. She's a strange one, is she not? She's pretty cute though." Huh? And a couple of them begin to start making laughing at you a little bit. I will remove the cloak from my face <laughs> and say hey. <laughs> I will, oh god. <laughs> and I will help Lara up. Thanks. <laughs> what have you been doing? You don't have your sea legs yet. My the sea trip. legs? Yeah. What, what do you mean my sea legs? You, you cannot stand on the ship. You keep falling. <laughs> I know, I don't know, I don't know. 
I'm working on it, okay? You must be glad we're getting to land now. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> what have you been working on? You know, doodling on my map. Okay, I met this really weird person. <laughs> well, coming from you, that means a lot. <laughs> I know, right? But she seems kind of cool. She's got lots of jewelry in her horns, which I'm kind of obsessed with, as oh. you probably know. But um, yeah, she she talks to herself a lot and thinks it's normal. So I don't really know if that's um, if that's a good thing. But she also wants to go to Qatar. So she said that she was for hire. So I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we want to hire her. Or maybe we could just befriend her and have her come and help us. Yeah, because we have so much money, paying her would be so nice. About that. <laughs> um... <laughs> so, um, please don't kill me, but um, I might have lost some money. That's okay, we can always sell some of your jewelry, I guess. No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Well, I, it seems you made a new friend who's full of jewelry. I'm pretty sure she would want some more. Maybe, maybe she'll sell her jewelry for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so let's work on the friend friend idea then. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea. I think that's a good idea. All right. Well, do you want to come meet her? Uh, I think we have to go up anyway to see the captain, so I guess everybody would gather over there. Technically, oh, okay. you guys are all on the, the, the deck, the, on the top deck of the ship at this point. All right. All right. Sorry. So uh, are we there? Is the captain there? Or The captain is not there at this point just yet. Um, so, Alcor, as you, uh, as you pack up a few things, um, you both notice that uh, Trix is kind of standing off to the side, um, just looking out onto the horizon, just checking out the waves, bit of a bit of a adventurous smirk on her face. Um, she seems to be kind of talking to herself once again. You're not really sure about it at this point. I mean, she, she, she seems to have a big discussion right now. I'm not sure we should disturb her. <laughs> No, it's okay, fine. fine. It's okay. fine. <laughs> she's, after all, she's your friend, so I trust you. <laughs> exactly. You should always trust me. <laughs> hey, Trix. Uh... <laughs> hey, hey, man. Hey. hey, what's up? Oh, just, uh, just, just excited to dock. Oh, who are you talking to this time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no one. No, I haven't talking to anyone. Okay. Uh, well, There's I wanted lots of, lots of chatter going around on this ship. I don't know what you heard. <laughs> uh, I wanted to introduce you to my bestest traveling companion, Alcor, and I will link his arm in mine and make a smiley pose. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I have oh, this hey, shocking? Alcor. Hi. <laughs> oh, I'll put up my hand too. Shake your hand. I'll shake your hand. That's right. Try to get my hand away. Just shake your hand. <laughs> oh, so did you guys come here together? Come to onto the ship together? Or how yes. do you guys know each other? Oh, we've known each other for ages. Ages? ages. I'm not that old. Well, oh. <laughs> we've, known, we've, we've known each other since we were kids. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah oh, we've okay. known each other for a long time. <laughs> 
Yeah, we went to school together, and now we are venturing out into the free world in search of knowledge and possibilities. All right, all right. I like your attitude. And yeah. and friends, it seems. And yeah. friends. Well, oh, do, that's you wanna, good. do you want to be friends? <laughs> Absolutely. So the more, the merrier. That's what I always say. Because that's how that's how friendships work in real life, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at recess when you're in first grade. Oh, yeah, really. Want to play with me? Want to be my best Wanna friend? Want to play with me? Yeah. Wanna... We're friends. What's yeah. your name? <laughs> hey, do you like Power Rangers? Okay. <laughs> Listen, Alara makes friends easily. Okay. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> So you're going to Qatar too, then? I am. I am. Okay. Well, yeah. maybe we could like hang out in Qatar. Sure, yeah. For things. I don't know. Just saying. Also, where did you get all your jewelry from? Well, you know, here and there. <laughs> find it. Find some here. Find some there. I just looked out for and say. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I... <laughs> Alcor will hold his, 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 his pouch on the side just to make sure it's closed tightly. <laughs> <laughs> while, you guys, while you guys are having this conversation, um, uh, you see about uh, probably about 10 to 15 yards away um, a what seems to be a, a young Aarakocra um, kind of peering over the edge and slightly looking back at you all, kind of trying to get a sense of what's going on standing by himself. <laughs> is, he making that, is he making that face? He is absolutely making that exact face. Just picture that with a with like a, a parrot's kind of beak on it. <laughs> I think that bird is sad. <laughs> I go over and I slap him on the back and I say, hey man, are you alright? Yes, I'm alright. Why do you ask? Well, my friend over here seems to think you look a little forlorn. I'm just being observant, that's all. Oh, that's good. Taking it all in. Gotta appreciate this is all new to me, so take as much as I can in as I can. Clearly not a water bird. No. <laughs> not a seagull. No. <laughs> Where is the land? Where is the land? <laughs> as you guys kind of uh, chat with one another for a little while, um, Eli and Ollie, you begin to uh, just crest the the upper deck as you walk onto the the main ship or the the main deck um ollie it's been quite some time since you've had a little bit of fresh air um and you see kind of a a, a few groupings of people there's a, a strange concoction of individuals over to the left hand side there seems to be a giant toucan to the left there's some kind of goat person and then Two humanoids just kind of chatting away with one another. Oh. Eli, are these... Do you know any of these people? Are these your friends? I would like to 
stare at Trix with like my mouth wide open. Like I've never, like rudely, like not in a cool way. Ching ching! <laughs> and I want to be like, have you ever, seen, like, what is that? I, he's never seen anything like that before. I, I take it you don't know them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we should go introduce ourselves. I think we're all going to be departing together. Okay, I want to kind of like dislodging, or what's the word for getting off Disem a boat? Disembarking, disembarking. <laughs> Ooh, That's the word. one. Good words. So many good words tonight. Wow, you guys really read a dictionary before we did this. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. As Ollie, I'll walk over. <laughs> yeah. Ollie and uh, Eli, you kind of make a way your way across the the wooden deck. Um, the wood kind of cracks and sinks in a little bit underneath the weight of Ollie. Uh, it's fine. Doesn't snap or anything along those lines, uh, and you make your way over to the foursome. Good day, everybody. How are y'all doing? My name is Oliver Sprocket. You can call me Ollie. Are y'all going to Qatar as well? Yeah. Yeah, we are. Wow. Is that where you're headed? Yes, I am. Nice to meet all of you. Where are you from? Oh, I just came from the basement. <laughs> okay. The basement. You know, the ship basement, of course. God, yeah. where else? That's where I met my friend Eli here. Oh, hey. I'll, I'll like kind of shyly wave. Aww. He's from a very small place, so he would have never seen like... <laughs> The, uh, the small halflings kind of just cowering a little bit behind Ollie, having found uh, someone he, he believes he might be able to trust. He's he's noticing the jewelry for sure. <laughs> the jewelry yeah. on tricks? Both. Or the jewelry on <laughs> or the jewelry on, on Alara. Alara and tricks. Okay. Um, like, <laughs> like my jewelry? Yeah, it's very nice. I think so too. You don't have. To, are you like? Are you scared of me? I'm. I'm pretty open and friendly. I mean, I. I won't hurt you. I know I look pretty badass, but I'm just kind of taking. I don't look badass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, suit yourself then. You can stay over there. My name's Alara, by the way. I'll shake her hand. Oh, okay. Hello. You remind me of someone we had back home. We named her Whiskers. Oh. What? Hi. What is Whiskers? I'm looking. Oh wait, no, Alcor's the cat, isn't? Oh, no. oh you're the cat no. person. Who's no. the cat? No. no one's the cat person. Cat, the, the cat was downstairs. Yeah, the cat was downstairs. I'm a, I'm a half elf. There's a bird. <laughs> well, that joke tanked. Damn it. Their family had an house, a house elf. <laughs> we called them Whiskers. We saw a fantastic movie called Harry Potter where they also had a remember all in it. And... Wow. Oh. There goes our follower count again. Great. <laughs> Guys, you can't cross the stream. You cannot cross the stream. Did you have a pet cat? <laughs> Parrot. Yes. <laughs> cool. Parrot, I huh? I kind of have a pet. I well, not right now. I needed to put her away. 
for a little bit. She, she's in a, another universe. I just need to, you know, just call her back in a second, but I'm not ready to do that you yet. You left your cat in another universe? <laughs> and parallel dimension. Parallel dimension, okay. So she's oh, yeah. safe. She's safe. And she's a fox, so it's sort of similar. You have a fox in a parallel dimension? <laughs> yeah, I do. Foxes of the dog family, isn't that? You're a okay, weirdo. I, love you. <laughs> I like you. And I put my hand out to give him a high five. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I, I look from... at. Oh, sorry. What a strange group we have here. <laughs> And that's only the beginning. <laughs> Much different than I'm used to. 40 minutes in, ladies and gentlemen. 40 minutes in. I would like to look at tricks and I want to ask, like, I'm trying not to be rude, but I'm too curious to, like, hold it back. I want to be like, where are you from? Or like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> what am I? You want to know what I am? In the... I'm a satyr. As wow. you can see, I'm partly goat and partly human. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go get a sweater, oh, but thanks for stopping right when I was trying to just sneak out of frame for a hot second. Jeez. <laughs> As you guys are all uh, discussing kind of back and forth, uh, introducing yourselves to one another, um, uh, you all see Captain Smelty, or sorry, First Mate Smelty come up from the lower decks. Um, he kind of comes over to you all and says, I, most of our passengers have met each other now. This is, this is wonderful. The captain should be starting any soon. If, yeah, he, there he is right there. He's probably starting his speech soon. You all turn to look, and you see on the uh, uh, the upper half of the the ship. It's kind of two tiered on the on the upper deck, where the back half, the stern of the boat, uh, is a little bit more raised than the rest of the uh, the front of the ship. Kind of uh, walks up to the edge. There's a little bit of a railing on top. Um, you watch as all of the crew members and the other passengers begin to look over to the captain's direction. Well, I'm obligated to do this, but apparently I have to make a speech. Woo! So <laughs> Everybody sorry, sorry, kind sorry. of turns for a minute and looks directly at Alara as she's the only one who seems to be clapping in regards to all of this. Yes, well, well. The passenger company that we franchise with, apparently, as First Mate Smelty tells me, forces me to say a little speech to you all. We'll be docking soon. So, when you do exit the boat, in order to collect your belongings, you'll want to see the porters at the port office to, to, to retrieve all of your belongings. Don't ask my crew. Don't ask me. In fact, don't ask me anything. Leave me alone. If you ever see me ever again, just ignore me. 
Hey. Again, everybody stops for a minute to look directly at you. This gives a, an awkward look at this one uh, female who seems to be shouting out in the back. Yes, well, we'll be docking at the main south port city of Trallis. Whatever you do inside the city is your own business. There's plenty of lodgings, plenty of shopping to be done, and a few sights to be seen. We will be leaving in roughly three days. If you care to return to Mornatar, then you'll want to be on the boat at that point. Otherwise, we won't be coming back for quite some time. I'm also told I must give you a bit of a warning. Outside the city limits are mostly uncivilized. You'll want to bring protection with you if you are one of the quote-unquote treasure hunters that seem to be always bombarding Qatar these days. And if you do venture outside the city, bring a guide, bring protection, bring anything you can to keep yourself alive. From what I've been told, not many come back when they venture outward. As the captain continues to speak, a strange set of storm clouds all of a sudden begin to drift over top of the boat as rain begins to pelt down over top of the entire ship. He kind of looks up and thinks, Well, that is very odd that it would come in this way. One of the crew members, uh, seemingly looking around, says, Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's no problem. It's, uh, I'm sure that was just a storm on the horizon. Not a big deal at all, Captain. You're doing great, by the way. Keep going. <clears throat> um, let's, let's take a look at your guys. Pavo, you, out of the corner of your eye, you see a bit of a rubbery substance kind of brush up onto the side of the boat. Um... With a few moments later, a large tilting or jarring of the ship as it gets pushed over to one side relatively violently. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <clears throat> the crew member then kind of looks about and says, Oh, yeah, no, it's probably just the storm. Not a big deal, everyone. Everything's fine. As he's saying this, you watch as an enormous tendril leaps over the side of the ship, capturing Hip around his ankles, lifting him up and then throwing him far over the board. And you kind of hear a little bit of a call as he goes, oh, This was on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I take it he's not fine anymore. <laughs> I'd like to take off and try to go catch him or cap bring him back. You begin to rise up, fl to fly up from the side uh, and begin to make your way over the side of the dock as you see a gigantic octopus-like creature crest from outside of the waters as three more large, enormous even, tentacles emerge from the, shoot out from the water's edge. Um, now waving around, one of them coming down and grasping around the side of the ship itself, capturing it and grappling it within its, uh, with its, within its strong. The 
beast lets out a gigantic roar towards all of you. I would like everyone to roll initiative for me, please. Oh no! It's a wear kraken! <laughs> no. I know, I had this, I have like PTSD from that. <laughs> oh boy. Oh. <laughs> All right. While everybody stares at shock in shock, the uh, the captain begins to start screaming orders. Men, man the cannons! Take down the sails! We're going right at this beast this time. Uh, this time? <laughs> 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 What? <laughs> guys haven't figured this out yet. Like, you knew this was here. <laughs> Alcor, what uh, what is your initiative roll? Nine. Nine, okay. Alara. Ten. Pavo. Twenty-five. Trix. Sixteen. <laughs> Uh, Ollie? 18. And Eli? 19. Alright. Uh, Alright, so I need... This is going to sound a little weird. I'm going to do that quickly. I'm going to do that quickly. And hopefully do this quickly. Oh, I didn't get any sound effects. I just remembered that I set all of the sound effects to my number keys. Probably not a good idea to do that on live stream. <laughs> All right, and our ooh, okay. Uh, okay, so uh, Pavo, as you crest over the edge and seeing this large creature, uh, its fangs gaping out of its uh, its toothy toothy maw, as they say. Um, uh, would you like to continue trying to catch the uh, the crew member? How far away is that crew member by now? Probably he he got flung. Like he's probably at least a hundred feet away from you, if not more. Okay. And he was flung in the direction directly behind the beast. Okay, so I see the beast, and I can see his. Yeah, from what, whatever coming from what up you over. can see, there's a, a few crew members that are kind of scattering around, some manning the, the cannon stations. Um, the, there are now three enormous tentacles that seem to be, two of them seem to be flopping up out of the water, kind of wiggling back and forth, while the third has now grappled the front of the ship, having kind of reached around the side, kind of pulling it inward, causing a little bit of indentation on the railings pulling apart the, the ship itself while the creature's mouth uh, and face is kind of directly in front of you at this point. Oh, if he's right in front of me, I'll take my quarterstaff and head straight to him and try to jam it, right, double-handed, or jam it right into his face. All right, go ahead and make an attack roll for me, please. That would be a nine. A nine. So as you uh, as you make your way over to the creature, you take out your staff with all of your training that you remember from the monastery. With all of your might, you s try and sink the the bow into the creature, but his flesh just far too rubbery. Um, your 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 bow seems to just bounce off of the creature. 
Then as a bonus action, since I was using a martial arts weapon, I want to take my talent and try to kick at him as well, too. Okay. That would be a natural 20. Oh, well done. Woo! Natural 20s. Woo! Boop, boop, boop. Um, <laughs> your, uh, your talon, so swift uh, in your actions, you're able to lock into the creature, causing a little bit uh, of a scrape on its, uh, on its right above kind of his eye line. Um, go ahead and roll damage for me, please. That would be 11. 11, okay. So, uh, while you do feel that you've cut into the creature, there doesn't seem to be any blood or anything. Its hide is just far too thick uh, in order to, uh, to to pierce through its its massiveness. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Mm, don't want to move and cause attack of opportunity, so I'll stay right there. Okay, so the uh, the creature now, um, uh, the two other tentacles that seem to be wiggling out of the wa- water, flailing back and floor- forth. One now comes and grapples onto the middle of the ship itself, uh, and the last grappling onto the other. It begins to squeeze and pull as you can hear the, the, the ship starting to splinter and crack under the, the massive strength of these two tentacles. Uh, Eli... You are up. What would you like to do, Ollie? On your, you're on deck. I would like to hide. All right. Um, what is, <laughs> what is in the area? I want to hide where I can kind of get a good look at it and maybe even like take yeah. a stab at it. I'm yeah, really sure. small. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's um, there's plenty of crates at the front of the ship. There's actually a few crates that are very close to one of the enormous tentacles that seems to be grappling the ship right now. Okay, let's let's mosey on over there. Okay. Does it have does it have like uh, any kind of like weak spot that I can see? Like, am I close to any of its eyes or? No, you're, you're the the eyes are probably. About 30 yards away from the ship, still in the water. Mm. Okay. But knowing that, seeing the, the tentacles wrapped around the ship, you can see that it's it's now pulling apart the railing uh, under the weight of it all, starting to crush the boat in on itself. Okay, well, let me see if I can get it to stop doing that. I'm just going to take my... Let's do a short sword... Uh, and I am going to, like, as hard as I can, like, stab it. All right. So, uh, quickly diving behind one of the crates. Um, you are definitely considered hidden at this point. You make a small jab with your short sword. Uh, okay. This this massive tentacle that is easily a hundred times your size. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is going to be a 14 to hit. 14. Um, as you try and stab away at this uh, at this strange creature's tentacle, um, you try and give it with all of your might, but unfortunately the hide is just too rubbery for you. Um, doesn't seem like you can break through the hide itself. Is there anything okay. else you'd like to do on your turn? I am hidden, so I would like to sneak attack. Uh, sneak attack is something you have to hit with uh, an attack before you can make a sneak attack. Never mind. I would like to remain hidden. 
All right, fair enough. Um, it is now the uh, the crew's turn as the captain begins to bark orders and says, "Man, the cannons!" Arm them and fire towards the creature. The rest of you, if you have any weapons or any experience with fighting, focus on the tentacles. They'll take us down if we don't. A few moments later, you see a few cannons shift towards the, the creature's head as it fires off against them. Oh. <laughs> I love it. You hear a few cannons um, smash or uh, light off against the creature. The cannons... I need a third D20 for that. Where is my... Uh-huh. Oh, there it is. Please don't hit me. <laughs> the two of the cannons seem to fire against the creature, um, smashing into the side of it. Uh, part of its face almost kind of skids off or gets pulled off from the, the blast of one of the large cannonballs. Um... The, the captain kind of looks on and gives a nod and says, Well done, men. Ollie, you are up. Trix, you are on deck. All right. I'd like to take the captain's um, orders and attack the tentacle to my right okay. with my mace. Okay. Pulling out your mace from, um, uh, from behind. Uh, there seems to be a little compartment kind of off to the side of your body where it allows the mace kind of to strap onto the side, pulling it forward and racing towards the tentacle. Are you hitting the front, the middle, or the back tentacle? Uh, let's go for the front one. Okay. Uh, as you run forward, you kind of look around and wonder yourself, wonder where Eli went. Go ahead and roll an attack for me. That is 21 to hit. 21. Um, you come crashing down on the, the, the enormous tentacle. Uh, as you do, the just sheer force from your overall size is able to cut through the, uh, through the creature's tentacle. Um, it splits open in, at the side, causing a little bit of a blackish ooze to kind of leak out. A, a putrid smell of rotting fish kind of leaks out uh, of the open wound. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, nope, that's it. Beatrix, you're up. Ilara, you're on deck. All right. I am going to pull out both my daggers and stab it with both of them. Okay. Uh, one of the tentacles. Okay. Closest one to me. Okay, so that would probably be the middle. Um, uh, you, you take out your two daggers, pulling them out from their holsters, and kind of giving a little twirl with them around your fingers. You go to make your attack as you stab down on the tentacle. And that is eight and thirteen. Uh, you make two wide swipes towards the the tentacles. Um, both make contact. The lower one doesn't. The one in your offhand doesn't seem to pierce through. It needs a little bit more oomph next time when you do it. However, your other uh, is able, easily able to sink through. As you do, ha having your the hilt so close to the skin of the creature, the black rotting fish liquid seems to pour out onto your hand. Uh, as uh, just, again, the putrid smell kind of hits your nostrils, almost making you gag a little bit. What did you roll for damage? Um, four. Four, okay, perfect. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? No, that's all. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, Alara, you are up. Alcor, you are on deck, my friend. All right. Oh, she, she got... Ten. Yeah. You were first. Yeah. Like okay. I said, Alara, you're okay, up. Sorry. And now, Alcor, you're on deck. <laughs> sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so if I went move to the middle of the deck, would I be the farthest away from all the tentacles that I could be? Um, you could, uh, basically, in we, we can say you can position yourself kind of in between the, the two. There seems to be a, a large mast at the front that kind of sections off, uh, a third of the, uh, of the, of the ship itself in terms of the deck. Um, that's probably your best position to be directly the farthest away from either of the two tentacles. Just away from <laughs> everything. All right. Okay. So I'll move there, and I will take a take a stance and I will mutter some words under my breath and I will do this cool move with my hand and my hands will come together and as I open them I create this sort of spitting ball of electricity and I will hurl a chromatic orb of lightning at the closest tentacle to me. All right. Okay. And that will be... Come on. Oh no, that's a 10 to hit. <laughs> the, uh, the electricity um, that spurs from your hand shoots out towards one of the tentacles. Are you aiming for the one in the middle or the one in the front? Whichever one I was closest to, so I guess the, the middle then. Okay. So, well, you said you were direct, You wanted to be directly in between the two, so I'm just wondering which one you're aiming at. Oh, uh, the one in the middle, let's just say. The one in the middle? Okay. So sure. uh, the crack of lightning emanates from your fingertips as uh, streaks of light shoot out towards the, uh, the creature. Uh, it hits the side of the tentacles, and the... The, the energy seems to dissipate around it for a moment, kind of uh, carving itself all around it as a little bit of spark of energy kind of flickers as leftover, as leftover bits. Um, go ahead and roll damage for me, please. That hit? That hit. Wow! Woo! I mean, it's a giant—it's a giant tentacle in front of you. I don't know. You know, it's going to be—you're going to be hard pressed not to hit it. Well. Don't jinx it, okay. All right, so that is 12 points of lightning damage. Okay, perfect. You hear a little bit of sizzle as the flesh of the, uh, of the creature kind of fizzes a little bit as the, uh, as the heat from the energy uh, kind of crisps the skin a bit. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do? Uh, no. I'll just stand there and let my hair blow in the breeze. <laughs> Epic in the rain. All right. Uh, make another performance check for me. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay, that's a nine. The, the nine. wet hair just sticks to your face. Yeah, I know, totally. You, uh, you try and strike the superhero pose. Alcor, you kind of look over and just this ratty hair, soaked hair kind of streak across Alara's face. As usual, you kind of wonder to yourself, did I make the right choice going with her? Not sure. It's all about timing. Timing. <laughs> 
Speaking of timing, it is your turn, Alcor. What would you like to do? Uh, so I will take my quarterstaff and my shield. I will cast Shillelagh, whatever that is. Okay. <laughs> Shillelagh. Whatever you say it. <laughs> and I will that's, go that's and That's how hit. we say it now. <laughs> uh, and I will go hit the the one that Hardy hit already. All right. So Let's as go. you uh, as you clench out onto your quarterstaff, it begins to sparkle a little, causing tiny little almost gems or miniature stars to sparkle all around the uh, the length of your staff. Uh, you run towards the creature's tentacle. Go ahead and make an attack for me, please. The twenty-three to hit. Absolutely hits. You come down hard on the creature, uh, trying to uh, trying to bash uh, a similar hole as what Ollie had hit. Oh, that's uh, 12 points of damage. Okay. Um, having suffered from uh, some damage, the uh, the creature kind of looks around at, uh, at the rest of you and slowly sinks its head down into the depths of the water to the point of, Pavo, you can no longer see it. It is too dark under the water with the rain beating down on you. Um... Uh, you actually get an opportunity attack as he does it, so go ahead and make an extra attack for me there, Pavo. All right. As he tries to pull away, I will swing with my quarterstaff at him. Okay. For 16 to hit. 16, 16 absolutely hits. All right, quarterstaff damage. For seven points of damage. As the creature slowly uh, dips down back into the water, it lets out one last loud screech before it kind of finds its way directly down into the water again. As it uh, as it sinks below, hidden once more, the tentacles begin to grab and restrict around the boat once more. It begins to... Uh, parts of the boat now starting to splinter off. Uh, one of the tentacles... The front one that Ollie and Alcor had done some damage released the front of the boat as it does a wide sweep across the entire boat. I need everybody to make a dexterity save for me, please. That's on the boat, correct? Oh, sorry. That, that, everybody that's on the boat, not you, Pavel. Hmm. <laughs> Five. Five? Twelve? What do you want us to call? Sixteen. Sixteen? Also twelve. Twelve? Laura? Sixteen. You're pointing at the screen, but I have no idea who you're pointing at. I <laughs> thought our our telekinesis would work through uh, right. through technology. Clearly, clearly it doesn't. Note. Let me just make a note. Cannot communicate. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, um... Uh, Alcor, you seem to be the only one who is able to not see the attack as it comes. Um, it crashes into a few crates uh, and a few other uh, things that are on the deck itself, uh, causing some shrapnel to kind of splatter out uh, amongst the crew. Most of you are able to avoid it with just a few bits of wood, some ropes, and a little bit of metals hitting you, but nothing too, too dra drastic. Uh, Alcor, a large chunk of, uh, of the wooden deck hits you. Uh, you take two points of damage. Uh, 
the tentacle waves over the entire top of the deck. Uh, unfortunately, some of the crew members were not as fortunate as the rest of you, probably not uh, not paying enough attention to the tentacle, as three find themselves batted off the edge of the ship, um, being tossed into the, uh, into the depths below. You hear for a little while, so they call out to uh, for help, uh, but after a loud crunching noise, there doesn't seem to be any more noise coming from any of those crew members. Hmm. That takes us back to the top of the round. Pavo, you are up. What would you like to do? In that the creature is no longer around me, with, am I within range to get back to the ship? To, yeah, you didn't go too far Can we still see the off. tentacles? Oh, yeah. Right. No, the, the three tentacles. The one tentacle that had wiped everybody off the ship is now kind of wiggling up in the water once more. The two, uh, one in the middle, one on the end, st- are still fully grappled around the ship, sque- squeezing in tighter um, to the point of where you can see now that there seems to be a few cracks in the ship and water now draining into the bottom of the ship. All right. I'll take go towards the one in the center and attack that one. All right. So as you uh, as you swoop in from above, um, grabbing your staff once again with both hand, both wings, um, you come down to strike at the creature once again. Go ahead and make an attack roll for me, please. So with my quarter staff, I'm smacking it down of a twenty-two to hit. That absolutely hits. You come down with quite quite a bit of force. Um, as um, you do, you seem to hit it directly on one of its suction pads, one of those sucky things. What are those sucky things called? <laughs> Does anybody know what those sucky things are uh, called? I think it's just like a suction cup. Yeah, suction cup is what I call it. Is that what they call it? Does an, uh, does an octopus have a suction cup? Is that is that it? Yeah, sure. Awesome. I think so. That's why we need a moderator in the chat to Google. <laughs> yeah, I know, really? We are, <laughs> we are learned and educated people, clearly. <laughs> so that would be 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. And then I'll take a bonus action to use a talent attack. All right. So uh, with with swiftness, you are able to land, hit with the staff, and as you continue to move those that momentum around, you are able to get your uh, your back foot up in a bit of a roundhouse motion, using the momentum from your staff to once again twirl around and hit. Go ahead and roll dam or uh, an attack for me. Eighteen to hit. Eighteen absolutely hits. And unarmed for nine points of damage. Another nine points of damage. As you do this, um, the uh, it, apparently you might have knocked the uh, the 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 suction cup a little loose or suckers. Yeah, the suckers. Sure. That's what sciencing.com calls them. Yes. So. Sciencing. It sounds com. legit. Sciencing.com. Sciencing.com. Is that any? Is that anything like uh, like religioning.com? Because that's. Uh, oh yeah. Facting. Facting. Oh, yeah. Truthing. <laughs> your your multiple attacks towards the suckling suction thingy of the creature. Um, I like suckling. Suckling. Yeah. Sure. The suckling of yeah. the creature. Uh, you're able to tear that one uh, piece off from uh, from the tentacle as it slowly begins to lose a bit of its grip on the boat itself. Is there anything you've did? Action movement, uh, so you're good? Um, i Okay. The captain, once again, is going to call out some orders. Smancy, head downstairs, see if there's any water being onboarded at this point. Men, fire the cannons once more. 
The, uh, they fire three more cannon shots towards the creature, now trying to aim roughly at where the tentacles are emerging from. Um, unfortunately, they're unable to see where it is, and the, wa- the cannon shots just seem to uh, bellow down into the water. Eli, you are up. What would you like to do? Ollie, you're on deck. I would like to see if I can find a lifeboat. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and make your perception there. check for me. Okay. <laughs> See ya. I'm too young to die. I'll leave you guys. Uh, that is going to be an 18. 18. So luckily enough... In good news, you do see a uh, a lifeboat. The bad news is is that it is now over the side with a few crew members already rowing to shore. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. And where, where's okay. the captain? <laughs> um, can, this might be a terrible idea. Can I try to use the cannon? Uh, oh, no. You can absolutely... There is a cannon just a few <laughs> feet away from you. And it, Okay, sure. Let's try that. Let's see how that goes. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> first off, give me a... Let's say... Um, this is a bad idea. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Give me, give, me a, give me a straight intelligence check, please. Ooh. Oh, I get to... Oh, no, that is going to be an eight, so not the best. Oh, yeah, eight, totally. Just watching two cannons fire that you've never seen before, you've totally got this, no problem. Yeah. You kind of look around, um, you find a a cannonball on the... uh, sitting directly beside it. You lift with your tiny little halfling arms, you're just barely (laughs) able to kind of shove it into the end of this thing. (laughs) walking towards the end you look over and you do have noticed that they seem to be firing uh with so they 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 they're putting a fire towards a fuse uh in order to light the cannon do you have any source of fire on you i think i have a tinder box actually i have thought this far ahead yes i do i have a tinder box (laughs) okay yeah okay For your tinderbox, I would like you to make a constitution check to see that if you can keep the fire remained while it still rains. Okay. That is a 10. A 10. So, um, standing directly behind it, uh, you light the uh, the tinderbox as... You do. You're you're trying your best to to hold your hand over the flame just to make sure. As water is now dripping down, you see one little piece of raindrop that seems to be going directly through your fingertips. However, you're able to move your hand out of the way just at the right moment as the flint or, or for the uh, the wick is lighted on the edge of the cannon. Standing behind it, you kind of push and motion it towards. Go ahead and roll an attack damage for me, please. Just roll Let's just roll a d20 see. I'll add the uh, the cannon modifier to it 16 16 um, uh, you uh, you're holding on to the end of this cannon 
this little halfling. <laughs> as you do, the cannon discharges, and being on a, a set of wheels, it doesn't seem like there's a, you've thought this through enough where there's enough force <laughs> on the other side of the cannon as both you and the cannon now jet across the, like a like a jet engine being flown, thrown across it. Um, uh, I need you to make a dexterity save for me, please. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. That is going to be a five. A five. A five is just enough to get you out of the way of the cannon as it now crests and smashes the side of the railing and goes flying off into the ocean. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> my bad. Running running back to the the area where you first shot. Surprisingly enough, you do see a black liquid that seems to be arising and floating to the top of the water, kind of uh giving a little bit of blur to the surrounding blue area. I take this whole experience as positive reinforcement for my recklessness. I'm very proud and can I hide? Uh Given the amount of actions that you take, I would say that not this round. I think I would say that's fair. Okay. All right. Uh, with that said, Oliver, you're up. Trix, you're on deck. All right. I'd like to run up with my mace and hit the same tentacle that Pavo was attacking. Okay. So as you uh, as you run towards it, you uh, you come crashing down on the tentacle with your mace. Go ahead and roll an attack for me, please. That's uh, 17 to hit. 17 absolutely hits. Noise. And then 7 damage. So using your momentum once again, coming crashing down on the tentacle, you try and split it once again down, directly down the middle. Um, unfortunately, you, uh, you're not strong enough this time to actually split open the creature, uh, but you do leave a, a, fair, a fairly large dent in the side of the tentacle. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Ollie? I know that's it. Okay, Trix, you are up. Lara, you're on deck. All right, I'm going to cast Mind Sliver on Ooh, the creature. Okay. Do you have to so see the you creature have to, make to do that? A, I do. But can I not see a tentacle, or does uh, I have to see the mind of the creature? Um, what is what's the range on that? Sixty feet. Mm, high or low for your benefit? Mm, low. You can absolutely uh, you, you you reach out with your mind, uh, trying to focus in on this strange creature. Um, while it is far off in the distance, you do feel just a little sense of the essence of the creature's mind. Perfect. All right, so you got to make an intelligence save. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, that's going to be a natural one. The creature is uh, is is unaware of your uh, of your intrusion on its mind. All right, so that is six points of psychic damage. All right, so as uh, as you push out this mental sliver from yourself into this creature. The uh, You watch as the tentacles just kind of flail just a little bit, um, uh, kind of almost shrieking if, they, if, if tentacles could speak. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, 
No. I just say, sucker! <laughs> step back. <laughs> you hear a voice inside your head say, I must say that was quite impressive, even for you. Alara, you're up. What would you like to do? Alcor, you're on deck. Uh, I will... I'm still close to that one tentacle that I hit. Uh, you were directly in the center of the uh, front of and the middle. All right. I will utter some words under my breath, and I will rub my hands together and shoot out a firebolt at the one in the middle. And just so I know, what words are you muttering under your breath? Something <laughs> in Elvish. <laughs> Something Which translates to... Translates to Firebolt in Elvish. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Reaching your hand oh, back, no. um, a, a streak of fire seems to appear in your hand as almost like a javelin throw. You launch it towards the creature. Uh, that would be an 11 to hit. Uh, 11. So the the bolt seems to smash into the side of the creature. Uh, the fire kind of um, flying through the creature's tentacles, almost catching the black liquid on fire for a moment as flames now seem to be um, spilling out onto the deck of the ship. What did you roll for damage? Uh, six. Six points of fire damage. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? No, I'll just stand there stoically. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you did good. You hit the creature. You might have set the deck on fire. It's it's great. We're good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> Alcor, what would you like to do? Uh, do I still have a tentacle in front of me, or do I need to move to? Uh, so you hit the front one. So the the front one would have be would have now started to come back to reposition itself up at the front. Um, so the. The, fir the front is not accessible to you. You might want to go to the middle one. Okay, so I move to the middle tentacle okay. and try to hit it. All right. And what are you hitting it with? The quarterstaff. Okay. The twinkling quarterstaff. Uh, once again, uh, you raise it high in the air as you come down to smash on the, the tentacle. Uh, that's uh, oh, 13 to hit. 13 absolutely hits. So the staff comes down as it, this time you give enough strength as you are able to actually pierce a little bit through the creature just from the strength alone. You pierce into the tentacle as a little bit of the black ooze begins to ooze out uh, around your uh, around your staff. What do you roll for damage? Uh, six. Six points of damage. All right. Having dealt uh, a fair share of damage towards the creature... All three tentacles now seem to rise up from the uh, from the uh, from the deck of the ship, seemingly now to have left the ship alone. As mm. the uh, as they it rises up, it then comes back down in a moment's notice as it swings down on on the ship. A loud crash and smash is done directly through the ship itself as bits and pieces of wood are now flying everywhere. You are all now thrown over deck into the waters. You hear a nice. splash as everything begins to fade to black around you. 
And that's where we're going to take a short break for right now. <laughs> but we'll be back. I don't know We will be back. With new characters. As we <laughs> as we have our team re-roll characters. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we will... Uh, We'll be back in just a few short moments. Uh, we're going to take five minutes. Um, feel free to go get yourself a, a bevy, perhaps, or uh, or use the uh, the banyan, as they say in a language that I can't remember what that is. Um, otherwise, is that is that banyan? Is that a banyo? Am I am I butchering that? I'm Canadian. I swear. I don't know how to say these kind of things. <laughs> Um, anyway, folks, uh, thank you so much. Hopefully you stick around for the next part and we will see you shortly.
<laughs> and we're back. For those of you who stuck around, thank you kindly. Um, uh, for the rest, I'm sorry you left. But I guess it doesn't matter because you're already gone, so you can't hear me anyways. <laughs> so, where we left our heroes, having just met on uh, a voyage towards the continent of Qatar, you uh, all met one another, uh, only to be found... In the middle of a bit of a battle uh, against a large tentacle creature, you were then thrown over the side to hit the water, only for everything to go black. I would like everyone to make constitution saves for me, please. That's how we all die. Oh, boy. Fourteen. Twelve. Fourteen. Eight. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen. So, you are you are all tossed and turned in the waves as you're battered back and forth. Pieces of the ship smashing down into the water some narrowly avoiding you, some not. You receive some scrapes and um, and bruises as the bits of the wood and metal of the ship 
crash down upon you. You each take three points of damage before you lose consciousness. Thirty percent. As you begin to uh, come to, you open your eyes and try to move, but you seem to be tied to something. As you look around, you find yourself bound to palm trees on a small beach just off the coast of Qatar. Trying to get a sense of where you are and what's happening around you, you begin to hear um, voices. As your vision begins to unblur, you see off in the distance, there seems to be three men, uh, all wearing semi-tattered clothes, a few wearing bandanas, uh, one with a peg leg, a wooden peg leg. They seem to be walking up and down the beach, uh, and as you can see, there's quite a bit of debris uh, that looks to be strewn out uh, amongst the beach from uh, your ship. A few bodies also seem to be strewn across the beach. Alara and Trix, you see the group of men now standing over the tabaxi, Georgie, who you were playing cards with. One of the men looked down and says, Ah, this one's barely alive. We don't need this one. As he takes out a sword and stabs directly hey. through Georgie's chest, you hear a, a bit of a gurgle splatter as blood begins to gush out of his chest. Uh, a few moments later, he does not seem to be moving anymore. The uh, men are probably about 50 feet away from you at this point. Looking around, you see uh, your six companions that you had just met, or your five other companions that you had just met, are all seem to be tied to these palm trees as well. Or, sorry, are Trix and I tied to the same palm tree? Or are we all separately? So I would say that uh, Alara, Trix, and Alcor, you are tied to one tree while the rest are tied to another. Okay. Um, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I'll say, anybody got a knife or something? Yeah, that was my question. Does Do any of us have weapons? Uh, looking directly in front of you, you see all of your gear piled up, probably about 15 feet away from you. Um, are there any guys next to us, or are we just alone right now? You seem to be alone at this point. Okay, I will cast Produce Flame. Okay, so... Um, uh, and I will, I will, I will touch the, the, the rope, and I will cast it. Okay, so... Um, Closing your fist tightly, um, you open it back up, almost like that of a lighter flick, as a small flame is produced in your hands. You hold it up against your wrists, uh, taking a little bit of the fire damage yourself as you try and burn through the ropes. You take one point of fire damage. Alara, Alcor, and Trix, you feel your uh, the ropes begin to slink a little bit, uh, not as tight as it was a moment before. 
Okay, are all the guys kind of, um, uh, oh wait, never mind. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, far are the other party members away from us? They're about 15 feet away from you. And as you're doing this, um, uh, you're watching as the uh, three pirates are now picking up uh, pieces of debris and bodies and seem to be carting it over to a wagon on the edge of the beach. You overhear them saying, Captain, be right pleased about this lot. Beast did pretty well for us this time. So has it become loose enough that we can actually get our hands out? Uh, you can. You can slip uh, outside of the ropes. Yeah, I will, okay. I will do that and move towards the the other group, the other tree. <laughs> okay, uh, I need you to go ahead and make a stealth check for me, please. Of course. Eighteen. Eighteen. Um, uh, you successfully are able to slip out without taking notice of the pirates as you uh, slowly make your way over on hands and knees towards the other group. And I will burn the rope on their side too. Okay. Um, you are all. You've all come to at this point uh, as Ollie, Pavo, and Eli um, uh, notice that Alcor is now making their way over to you. Uh, moments later, uh, your ropes go. Your ropes around your wrists go loose as well. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Much appreciated. <laughs> I guess it's time to get our gear before we yeah. try too much notice. Let Elara do not move. <laughs> Freeze annoyingly <laughs> in an annoying position. <laughs> Can I move now? I agree. Let's get our gear. Strange. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Crawling. Uh, so who's going over to the to the gear pile of gear? I will do I will so do. stealthily. Yes. Here goes all stealth. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> well, I believe Ollie does have disadvantage with stealth, so. But I don't have my armor, do I? You are armor. You are the armor. <laughs> no, okay. actually, you're right. You have your armor would have been taken off. Um, so no, you do not have. Uh, you do not have disadvantage on stealth. I think that I am doubly proficient yes i am okay anyone who's making their way over to the pile of gear go ahead and make a stealth check for me please all right oh natural 20. Woo! who's sneaky now alcor i thought you were yeah frozen. when you're getting this yes good job <laughs> 17. Uh, 23. 19. <laughs> While Five. the vast Five. majority of you have no problem sleeking over to your gear, you can hear behind you, tink, tink, a little rust from a little bit of water logging, that seems to be. As you turn around and you see Ollie um, standing straight up, just kind of waltzing over to it, um, looking relatively oblivious to what's happening right now, the pirates all turn to you immediately and take notice of you. 
They all draw their swords, one of them drawing their crossbow, um, just as you reach your gear in time. They look to you and say, Hey, what are you doing? Well, we're helping. (laughs) Really? That's what you want to say? (laughs) I praise (laughs) You know, it's not nice stabbing people when they're on the ground. Well, yes. perhaps we'll yeah. just stab you as you stand up right here. Well, well, well. Perhaps now. you'll try. <laughs> the uh, the three pirates begin to advance on you. Um, uh, they start to move towards you, uh, looking very aggressive and viciously. As the one in the lead kind of snarls a little bit you see a little bit of uh, a smirk come on his face just at the idea of murder suddenly an arrow shoots out from the forest behind you stabbing him hitting him directly in the chest as he falls over the other two kind of look back and forth just in time but not enough time as two more arrowheads or two more arrows seem to shoot out from the forest, hitting them as well. One directly in the eye, the other directly in the chest as well. They fall down dead. Now I will freeze for real. Yeah, I, 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 I turn towards the, the direction the arrows came to see if I can see anybody in the woods. Make a yeah, I do there. the same and hold up my shield in front of as many yeah, people. Yeah, I guess my shield. Yeah, I duck. You guys are not... I'm on the floor. Uh, Pavel, yeah. go ahead and make a perception check with advantage for me, please. With advantage. We'll say Ollie's assisting. Perception, perception, plus six. With advantage. All right, so that will give me a 17. 17. Staring off into the forest behind. Um, it's a little too thick. Uh, there seems to be a little bit, bit too much foliage uh, that you don't seem to see anybody or anything standing in the trees behind you. Hmm. I want to fly up to see if I can get a better look from there. Okay. Uh, flying up into the air. Uh, You look down once again, seeing this thick canopy of trees in front of you. Unfortunately, you can't make out the actual floor of the the forest. There's just a little too much leaves in the way. Um, I... Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll just go back and join the rest of the party again. I'll just yell, Hello! We mean no harm! (laughs) <laughs> they already see us. It's true. Clearly. And they didn't attack us, so that's good. You wait for a moment. No response. Please show yourselves. However, coming from the back of the wagon, um, which is a covered wagon, it's got uh, a large um, cabin sitting on the back of it, seemingly, for uh, for transport. You uh, you hear a man call out, um um hello is 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 there anyone out there other than the pirates? There is hello? now. Yeah. <laughs> what? I'll, I'll move towards the the, the cart. Go see. Who's is there. he locked in there? 
Walking up to the cart, uh, Alcor, you can see that the windows are in fact barred, and there is a door that with a lock on the back of it. In the back, there sits a an older man um, who seems to be holding on to the edge of the bars, kind of waving you forward over to him. Please, please, if if you'll if you'll only help me, I'm I'm trying to get away from this as well. I was taken captive by the pirates. Mm-hmm. Let's let Taking him out. captive from. Well, hold on, hold on. I want to know why would they take you captive? Were you on the same ship as we were? How long have you been in there? I've I've been in here just for a few but hours. We just but captives? on the island, I've been here. Uh, I can't even remember days. So why are they months? keeping you alive and killing everybody else? Well, that's what they do. They take the live ones, they bring them back to the city, and the ones that have no use for them, they seem to kill. So their use for you is to leave you here in this cage? No, they were no. Uh, most likely taking me back for slavery or something along those lines. Please, no, if, you, if you'll let me out of here, we must leave, get out of this area qu- rather quickly. Mm, I want to size them up. Uh, make I an insight s- check for me, please. Okay. I'm looking at it, him very, very weirdly. Like, seriously? And can I use this moment to split off from the group and kind of start checking the bodies on the beach, see if any of them survived? Okay, one second. 13. 13. Uh, looking at this man, you can see the fear in his face. You can see the desperation in his face. He is, he is panicked right now at the idea of being kept in this cage. Is he armed? He's got nothing on him. Um, make a perception check for me. Natural 20. Woo! Very nice. He um, are, is wearing ragged clothes, um, very tattered. They looked like they were once potentially fine clothes, uh, but through too much wear and tear um who knows what he's been through at this point um that he uh he doesn't seem to have anything else on him seemingly stripped of everything else short of just a a brown belt that resides around his waist guys we gotta let him out yeah Yeah. Yeah. i'll let him out i'll let him out please um, go ahead and uh, make a sleight of hand check for me, please. Okay, man, I love this lucky feature. This is great. <laughs> uh, ooh, that is another natural twenty, so that's a twenty-seven. Oh yeah, with oh, wow. barely even looking ar- looking at the lock, you're able to pop it open, no problem. He bursts from the door, grabbing onto your hand and shaking it, saying, "Many thanks, small one. Many, many thanks." We must get out of here as quickly as possible. There's going to be more coming. It's always a guarantee. They're everywhere. Well, lead the way, buddy. We don't know where we are. (laughs) Yeah. Sure. If you are survivors as well of one of the many ships, I can take you to somewhere. A survivor's cove, if you will. A place where we go, where we can hide from the pirates. But you must follow me and we must be quick. Sounds good to me. 
as yeah. as he's odd to me, but yeah. <laughs> as he's chatting with you, uh, Ollie, you've broken away from the group and are now kind of frisking some of the bodies that you find on the uh, that you found on the beach. <laughs> Go ahead and make an investigation check for me, please. Uh, seven seven um you do a bit of a frisk uh looking at into some of their pockets you don't seem to find much there's a few mundane weapons um you do find uh two scimitars and a crossbow a hand crossbow um but you do seem to find a total of seven gold coins oh nice Ball. I wasn't even trying to Searched them. I just wanted to see if they were dead or not. <laughs> oh, well, in, in your investigations, they are everything and everyone is dead at this point. Um, right. While you're looking, you do notice the uh, the arrows that are sticking out of their chests. Um, pulling one of them out, there seems to be a smooth black stone that seems to be embedded into the arrowheads. Not very large. Possibly just for a counterweight, but a very odd black uh, smooth stone in each one of the arrowheads. Mm. Finishing up your investigation, unless there's something else you'd like to do, Ollie? Oh, no, I'll just head back to the party now. Okay. And I'll show them the arrowheads and just, you know, mention how peculiar it is that these arrows are customized. Can I look at it? Absolutely. Sure. I'll just, you keep one of them. Cool. Can I look it over if it's got a stone in it? Do I recognize anything about it or um, being an expert jewelry person? <laughs> Yeah, give me a uh, give me a check with your jeweler's tools, making a wisdom check. Wisdom. So roll a d twenty, add your wisdom modifier and your your proficiency with jeweler's tools. Correct. Yeah. So add a, add a proficiency bonus to it. Okay, not an intelligence check. <laughs> just, just put that out there. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, that is um, five. Five. Um, <laughs> looking at these stones, they, they're not gemstones in any way, so it's not something that you'd be familiar with. They just look like small, smooth black stones like that you would find on a beach or in at the, the bottom of a lake. Anyone use arrows here? Okay. No. Nope. Nope. Maybe That's we should, idea. sir. Do you know who might be shooting these arrows at us from, or at the pirates from the forest? Well, if if you wouldn't mind me taking a look at it, please. Uh oh. Can't hear him. Uh oh. No. Dave. If if you wouldn't mind me taking a look at it, please. Oh, 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 here, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you have it. Sorry, I was just transfixed by you, sir. <laughs> you yes, uh, yes, of course. 
he he takes a look and says, I, 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 I don't see anything special. It's a very strange arrowhead. I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'm, I really don't think we have the time to do this. Perhaps we should leave and find somewhere that we can stop for a moment and then we can we can take a better look, perhaps? All right, all right. So we don't want to go see who was in the forest at all? Let's We're just going... count our blessings and no, get out of here. All right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't want to wait around to be shot. If you all want to stay here, that's fine. I'm leaving. I'm going back to Survivor's Cove. Okay, let's go. By the way, my my name is Thomas. Hello, Thomas. Hey, Thomas. Hi. Nice to meet you, Thomas. Uh, nice I'm Alara. Pleasure to uh, meet you as well. I am Ollie. He looks at Pavo. <laughs> you all do uh, a round of introductions, and he he's very taken aback by Pavo, Ollie, and Trix, as don't think he's ever seen any of these creatures before or humanoids <laughs> um uh, you guys post haste leave the area um and begin to travel following thomas uh directly behind him he's very quick and moving uh moving at a, a rapid pace trying to get away from the area in which you are all in almost to the point of running you travel for about 20 minutes, half an hour, before you reach a clearing um, where he kind of stops and says, Now, if uh, I'd be happy to take a look at that arrow a little bit more closer now, if you wouldn't mind. I, did, I didn't take it back. You still have it. Oh, right. Yes. Uh, well, <laughs> he pulls it out <laughs> and looks at it and says, How very peculiar. Hmm. It is a stone arrowhead, so it was made rather than manufactured, it seems. But this black stone, it's very odd. Very, very odd. I've heard tales of this from some of the other survivors. They call him Blackstone, if it is a he or a she. He seems to be as if a guardian angel to some of the survivors. Well, I guess we're very lucky. Hmm. Yes, hmm. in fact, if, uh, if he came in time, then you are all very lucky to be alive. So where were you taking us? He uh, he sits down for a moment um, and kind of leans back, trying to stretch out a little bit from uh, from the travel and all the adventure he had been on. Well, I am taking you to a place not many know of. It's called Survivor's Cove. You see, unfortunately, you're not the first to. Uh, wash ashore on these uh, on these lands it's all the same story everyone comes from sh by way of ship only to be attacked by the beast as we call it to make their way here um just wanna just double check where is here well just we make sure we ended up in the right place <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
We're in on a small island off the coast of Qatar. Off the coast of Qatar? Yes, not mm-hmm. far, just a few mm-hmm. miles away from Qatar. Oh, man. The, okay. ish, the problem is, is, I'm sorry to tell you, but you're stuck here. Oh. I'm never <laughs> stuck anywhere. We'll find a way. Well, I I like the optimism, but if you plan to leave by boat in any way, you do not have a way off this island. Why? Any, any boat other than the pirates is immediately destroyed by the beast. Well, do the pirates have a boat here? Yes. The Black Racer they... is what they call it. Black Racer? Yes, the Black Racer. Oh, let's take that one. What if we swam? Hmm. You said it's only a couple miles. With well, all the gear, and I'm not sure Ollie can swim. He can hey. walk. He's gonna walk. Never water. tried. <laughs> well, could we? Why don't we? We can, we can float. We'll just sneak onto the. Well, let's figure that out later. Do we want to go to this? Yes. Let's. Survivors let's, let's go and well, Survivors Cove. Yeah. I have one more question. We overheard the pirates saying. That the beast has brought them someone else. Are is there someone controlling the beast? Yeah. Uh, we can only assume so much. There, they do have a captain by the name of Talia Barbosa, from what I know. They call her Death's Maiden. Anyone who comes in contact with her is sure to face death itself. Oh. Do they have a camp nearby or something like that? They do have a small city that they've built around their boat. There are a bit of dockings around here. It's not too far, a few miles, just on the edge of the coast. But I warn you not to go there. Anyone who does go there never seems to return. Okay. So how do they not know about this survival coast or place you're bringing us to ah that's where we are smarter than they are we've hidden it far away there's only one entrance and only the members of the survivors cove are able to know where that entrance is great let's see it as uh as you guys begin to pack up um tricks and alcor you notice that from the shipwreck, it seems your armor has been a bit damaged, making it almost impossible to strap it onto you uh, before it can be fixed. Hmm. All right. So, uh, if you'll remove your armor. Armor's too restrictive anyway. You'll feel much better. <laughs> Why don't you give him your armor then? <laughs> Doesn't have any. I'm not wearing any armor. <laughs> Enough. As you guys begin to pack up your belongings, um, you begin to hear a bit of a clicking noise in the surrounding areas. As you do, you begin to look around to see what exactly is causing the clicking noise. Thomas then looks up and says, No, no, it can't be. They can't be here. 
Why would they send them here? As he says this, uh, Eli, I'd like you to make a, a dexterity save for me, please. Oh, boy. Uh, that is not so hot. Uh, dexterity save, that is going to be an 11. An 11. 12. 12, sorry. 12. Yeah. So, um, as you are all looking around, you begin to feel something begin to wrap itself around your leg. As you look down, you're able to pull your leg up just in time as thorny vines seem to be wrapping itself around your leg, trying to grapple you. Having being able to avoid it just on time, you notice uh, the bushes in and around the clearing seem to be shaking. Thomas looks and says, no, 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 no. We, we must leave. We must leave now. We must. And he's kind of backing up, trying to move towards the trail that he, you guys were on. What's going on, Thomas? It's, they can't be here. They, why would they send them here? It's, it's the thorn dogs. And as he says this, three large dog-like creatures pop out from the wilderness behind, behind you. The uh, creatures seem to have almost spade-like heads, like that of a viper, uh, but they're they're by they are quadrupeds, um, four-legged creatures that seem almost the size of a large dog. Strange thing about them is they are all a plant-like material um, uh, with sprouts that seem to be popping out of their shoulders and the backs like tiny little mushrooms. They begin to growl and lurch towards all of you as they da dash towards you. I need everybody to roll initiative for me, please. Twenty-three. Same. Fifteen. Fifteen. Eight. Four. That was very organized of us, guys. <laughs> 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 wow. In sequence. Yeah. yeah. All right, so the uh, the thorny creatures kind of get within 10 feet of you before stopping and kind of <laughs> snarling at you for a brief moment. Uh, Pavo, you are up first. Uh, Thomas kind of waves towards a certain area, says, this way, this way, we must go. What would you like to do, Pavo? Um, I'm going to try to do an intimidation on them, sp spread my wings out and like squawk really loud at them to see if I can intimidate them to back off. All right, yeah. go, go ahead and make an intimidation check for me. Yeah, that's not my strong point. <laughs> it's worth a shot. 19. Uh, 19. So um, as you kind of try and get make yourself larger than life um, and kind of let off a, a loud bellow to try and scare off the creatures... One of them seems to be a bit intimidated by you as it kind of stops in its track for a moment and kind of eyes you up and down, not sure what to make of you. That one doesn't seem to be advancing on the group anymore. 
Uh, is there a bonus action you'd like to take or movement? No, I'm going to stand my ground. Okay. So as you do this, um, uh, Thomas kind of looks back and forth and begins to run off in the eastern direction, screaming, Follow me if you want to live! Eli, what would you like to do? I would like to haul ass after Thomas. (laughs) 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 We can make some persuasive case. (laughs) You begin to uh, you begin to run after uh, run after Thomas, and uh, as you do, the thorny whips of the or the thorny vines of the um, thorn hounds, we'll call them, uh, begins to reach out and grapple towards you. Uh, Go ahead and make another dexterity save for me, please. Or like you. Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh the the thorns kind of the thorny vines rip whip around you trying to grapple onto you, but again, being so dexterous as the halfling that you are, you're able to make it out of their grasp and begin continue to run after Thomas. Eli, what or sorry, Ollie, what would you like to do? Um <clears throat> I'd like to step up beside Pavo. <laughs> raise my shield and tell everyone to leave now while it's safe but I'll try to hold them back a bit and then I'll cast toll the dead on whatever one is closest to me okay so the uh, the the front creature um, begins to lurch towards you uh, as you do you kind of raise your hands in the sky for a moment almost in praise to your god uh, as you all begin to hear these droning bells like that of a cathedral off in the distance um, the, a... the thorny the thorny dogs begin to stop in its track for a brief moment as it kind of looks around not sure uh, what exactly is happening it's a wisdom save. Yeah, of 13. Uh, the creature is taken aback by this, not sure what to do. Um, he has failed his save. All right, so it's 1d8. So six necrotic damage. Okay. The creature gives off a, a strange yelp for a moment before it turns and begins to run in the opposite direction, leaving one thorny dog, thorned dog, thorn hound. They're called thornies, but I feel weird calling them thornies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still barreling towards you all. So the one I intimidated is the one who ran away? Uh, the, the one that's intimidated, the one that you intimidated seems to be cowering for the, a brief moment. Okay. Uh, next up is Alcor. Alcor, what would you like to do? I will cast produce flame again and hurl the flame towards the thorn dog. Okay. (laughs) The one advancing (laughs) thorn dog continues to, uh, barrel towards you. (laughs) You uh, flick your hand once again, closing it tight and flicking it open once more to produce your flame, leading back and hurling towards it. The 11 to hit? Uh, The thorn dog sees the flame coming and is able to easily sidestep as the, uh, the flame does not make any kind of contact with it. Alara, what would you like to do? Uh, 
Alcor didn't move away? You just stayed there? Uh, Alcor and Ollie and Pavo are all kind of uh, standing, standing their ground, if you will. All right. I'll say, what are you doing, Alcor? <laughs> let's, get the, let's get the fuck out of here. And I will back up 30 feet and I guess hurl a firebolt at the one that is charging at us. Okay. So, um, yelling at your, your dear friend, you pull back once again, having the fire, fire-esque javelin appear in your hand as you hurl it forward. So, 14 to hit. The uh, the the fire hits the creature, uh, causing part of it to kind of burst into flames a little bit. You hear the crackling of almost Kindle in its shoulder uh, as a small flame now kind of bursts on its shoulder as it kind of lets out a small whimper. Trix, what would you like to do? Hey, that's nine points of damage. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I forgot about that part. Oh, yeah, you got to roll damage. My bad. Um, I'm going to uh, shoot one of them with my sling and then book it out of there. All right. So taking out your sling, you kind of whip it around, letting it release towards one of the creatures. Go ahead and uh, make a ranged attack for me, please. That is nine to hit. Nine. Uh, the creature is able to easily sidestep the the stone um, just in time, and you see that just in time as it turns, uh, as you as you turn and run towards Thomas. Uh, having two creatures left, one that has been um, relatively injured, the other looking cowardly um, towards the side. We are back at the top of the round. Pavo, what would you like to do? Hmm. How close are they now? Uh, they are probably within 15 feet. So 15 feet. Hmm. <laughs> I'll try an intimidation again on the one that's still charging. Okay. Go ahead and make an intimidation on one of them. check. Making yourself larger than life once more. That would be an 18 this time. Uh, an 18. Uh, the creature that is barreling towards you, you once again kind of make yourself large again, making an even louder bellow this time. The creature seems to now stop in its tracks. They are both kind of weary of you at this point. Um, uh, not yes. sure if they should attack or what they should do. So as a move action, I'll start walking towards him, just flapping my wings at him to try to scare him off. All right, so the uh, the the one of the thorny dragons or one of the thorny hounds seems to be terrified by this oncoming green giant bird. Um, it turns and runs in the opposite direction. There is one left that seems to still have a little bit of courage left within it. I'll just keep. Walking where right closest as much as I can to it, but not engaging in anything. All right. So um, uh, having uh, not sure what to do and seeing its uh, party members flee, uh, the creature is going to try and make uh, two uh, bite attacks against Pavo. Uh, unfortunately, it is just too afraid that you're able to read its movements far too quickly uh, as you're able to dodge out of the way of the creature's. 
or of the creature. Uh, that takes us to Eli. Eli, what would you like to do? So is I'm gonna look back and see is nobody following me? Like, am I? Can I? Am I realizing that no one else is running? I'm uh, running. I ran a, thirty feet. Yeah, looking looking back, you can see um, Trix is absolutely following at you this point, and it doesn't seem like Thomas is slowing down at all. Um, I I feel like he would. Stop! If the rest of the group isn't following him, he'll—he's probably going to turn back. That's what he would do. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, I thought you were talking about Thomas for a second. I was like, No, 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 no. I don't think he cares as much Eli. about you guys. <laughs> no, Eli. If Eli saw that nobody was following and they're still there, can he see how many dogs are left? Um, uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. Okay. uh four four you're you're a little too far out of range to see where the dogs are at this point yeah so he's gonna go back to the group okay turning back you uh you make your way back to the group um and you can see that there is only one beast that seems to be quite timid at this point uh like a an animal cornered um who seems to be trying to snap at pavo can I do anything, or is my movement my turn? Because I moved pretty far. Uh, no, you could probably you, you wouldn't have gone that far. Um, you're probably only maybe twenty feet away within the forest. Okay, I want to kick it. You want to kick the dog? Yeah, <laughs> I want to kick the dog. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> he came to my so house long. and kicked the dog. Was <laughs> <laughs> so that just like okay? Hold on, that's an action. Yeah, I can kick. Yeah, an arm strike. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna for kick sure. Him. Running up to the creature, you go to take a a giant wolf at him. No pun okay. intended. Okay. So, for an unarmed strike, I'm sorry, I'm so not used to this. Am I? I'm adding my roll to. Yeah. That's it? Yeah, it's just a straight roll. Okay, it's a nine to hit. Uh, a nine to hit. So, um, <laughs> winding up to punt the small creature, the, the, well, not small, but medium sized creature. Uh, you uh, you try and kick at the creature, um, but he does see your attack coming and is able to quickly move out of the way. Uh, as you do that, um, uh, suddenly you see these um, thorny vines once again come up from the back of the creature and try to reach out towards you to grapple you. Uh, I need you to make a deck save or a strength save for me, please. Uh, I'm going to go Dex, and that's going to be a nine. Uh, a nine. Uh, you try and maneuver out of the way of the thorns. However, they wrap around you uh, you and, and squeeze you tightly. You are now considered grappled by the creature. Okay, I'm trying <laughs> not to panic. <laughs> Ollie. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Ollie, you are up. What would you like to do, sir? All right, if no one wants to away. run, let's make this quick. I'm going to run up and I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds and beat this puppy. 
sure. All right. So um, uh, now you do need to uh, do a melee attack along with it. So I believe the inflict wounds would be have to be cast as a bonus action, I believe. Mm. It's an action, a spell attack. It's an action. Mm -hmm. It says make a melee spell attack against oh, that's right. a creature that's, okay, you can... Yeah. So that's, that's included within there. Um, all right, so uh, pulling out your mace, you head towards the thorny uh, and go to make an attack. Go ahead and make a attack with your mace, please. All right. Natural one. Noise. Oh, no. Oh man. <laughs> you you go to smash down on the uh, on the creature, missing it completely. And your mace now sticks into the ground, um, where it will probably take you an action, or at least a bonus action, to try and pull it out of the mucky uh, forest floor. Can I use my bonus action to try and pull it out of the floor? <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, sure, why not? Uh, go ahead and make a strength save for me, please. Okay. 19. Nice. Oh yeah, you're you're easily able to pull that thing out of the ground. Um, all right, right Alcor, what would you like to do? Well, I'll I'll put the flame again in my hand and hurl it at the I don't know your thorn dog or whatever it's called, your <laughs> thorny. All right. So with your friend or your your new travel companion Eli wrapped up in its thorns, you want to throw a fire at it. Okay. Just want to make sure. I'm, just make sure I'm. Just making sure I'm getting all of this correctly. I have seven hit points. Okay, seven. <laughs> Don't worry. I, it's 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 only a D eight. That's enough. Oh, all right, I guess this is happening. <laughs> the twenty-five to hit. Twenty-five absolutely hits. The flame, uh, <laughs> the flame flies over to the creature, uh, causing it to to spark up. Flames now catching on the back of it. Go ahead and roll damage for me. It's only mm. two. You're good. Okay. Only two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be so dramatic. <laughs> That's natural twenty. <laughs> uh, Eli is horrified of you. <laughs> All right, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Alcor? I wish I could throw a second one just to scare oh. Ellie a bit more. <laughs> Eli a bit more. But that's good. I'm good. <laughs> Trick seeing um, the creature now partially on fire with Eli wrapped up in its vines. What would you like to do? You Oh, you, you ran away last time. So you're Yeah, you're running after <laughs> Thomas at this point. So, oh, wait, uh, we missed me. Oh. Are you before me? Oh, that's right. Alara's yeah. before you. Sorry. Oh, Alara, right. go ahead. What would you like to do? Uh, I would like to question Alcor's motives <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> Wonder what's going on. And um, I will... Um, 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 this is... Okay, I will cast Chill Touch on... Can I target the vines? Um, and just her? puts out Alcor's fire and does well, the, nothing. The <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you do realize that chill touch is necrotic anyway. Yes, 
Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the vines are part of the creature's body. Oh, no. We can't hear you. Or I can't hear you. I said the, I vines, the vines are part of the creature's body. All right. Well, so if you if you attack the vines, you're in essence attacking the creature itself. Right, that's the idea. But not will I not hurt Eli? Is Eli uh, in the same square as the creature? Because I understood there were like two squares apart. Like I'm grappling Oh yeah, no, she's she's or sorry, he's right beside the creature at this point, grappled up in okay. the vines. It's okay, I got spare the dying. Go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Alright, it's gonna be one of those kind of campaigns. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Guys, he's I'm like a little here. halfling. What are you doing? You're trying to have a peaceful resolution, just scare these things off. Because <laughs> they're trying to kill each other. Alright. Okay, don't worry, Eli, you're lucky. I'm gonna attack the creature. Okay. Okay, so I. Uh, this time, a I shoot my hand out, and the spectral hand shoots out from my hand, and, <laughs> and punches the creature oh, in and, its face. And punches the creature. So you want to sucker punch it with chill touch. Yeah, awesome. yeah like, you awesome. know. Or, I love it. No, I'm, absolutely. Like, you know, if a dog's attacking you, you, you go for the throat. Is that, throat what you, is that what you do when dogs <laughs> attack you? You throat punch no. dogs? No. You hit them in the nose. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, got, you, boop it on, you boop it on the snoot. Okay, okay, all right. Uh... Go for the jugular. <laughs> oh, my God. I love animals. I don't abuse animals. <laughs> That's 20 to hit. Okay, yeah, no, absolutely, that hits. You boop the snoot real good. Yeah. <laughs> that is three points of necrotic damage. So as the black, blackish purple energy kind of radiates through the creature after the, uh, the skeletal ethereal hand uh, bops it on the nose or punches it in the throat, whatever you prefer. <laughs> uh, the creature now, um, a little worried about uh, what's happening around him, turns and begins to take off in the opposite direction, with Eli still grappled. Pulling him? <laughs> pulling him? Uh, <laughs> uh, lifting it off of the ground. A halfling is not that very heavy. So the, the thorny the thorny is now dart, darting off into the uh, into the forest with Eli strapped around grappled around it in this thorn kind of hanging off the top of it um, as it seems to be fleeing into the forest. <laughs> Great! <laughs> there attack of opportunity going. to try to prevent that or no, or did this uh, disengage? Well, it's, uh, I don't know if anybody, oh no, Ollie, Ollie is actually in range at this point still, so. Uh, he had tried to attack me, I was right next to him as well. Uh, that's correct, so you guys both get attack of opportunities. All right. Opportunity attack. I will sure. swing my mace at the creature. See, Eli, your first idea to run away was a good one. You have a <laughs> good idea. You know what? Keep going. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> So I'll let you go first. All right, I'll follow up that natural one from last round to natural twenty. Ooh! Yeah! 
So, um, coming down with your mace, you smash down onto the creature. Um, it actually caves in part of its shoulder as a little bit of a green chlorophyll blood kind of s- begins to seep out the side of its wound, um, uh, kind of putting it down to the ground for a moment. It gives out a slight yelp. Go ahead and roll a damage for me, please. All right, I rolled my damage. I doubled it, and it is four. Four. Yeah. All right, well done. Level I rolled one, one for damage. <laughs> Pavo, you are wow. up. Uh, you have your opportunity to attack. All right, I'm going to take my quarter staff. I didn't want to attack these things, but seeing that it has one of our companions, I will take a swipe at it to try to stop it. So 17 to hit. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. And you're doing that with your quarterstaff? Correct. Okay, so twirling it up in the air, true monk fashion, um, you come down uh, with a a large attack uh, against the creature. Go ahead and uh, roll. No, you That'll be 17. nine points of bludgeoning. Okay, so uh, nine points? Yep. All right, so... Um, coming down directly in the center of the creature, right on its uh, on its back, um, having suffered quite a few blows already, you are easily able to bisect the creature as your staff comes flying through, smashing the creature directly in half um, as more of the green chlorophyll-like blood kind of spurts out from it. Um, Eli, you feel the... Uh, vines slowly start to release however you're still about a foot and a half off the ground as you kind of fall down on your on your butt uh, <laughs> giving a large thud as you hit the ground i just want to look up at alcor with like these eyes like what the hell man kind of eyes and then i want to scowl at him and then get up and like brush off my butt um are you scowling at him aggressively no i'm kind of, like i'm just pissed off like i don't I didn't like that i don't know he what happened he ran, he ran back to try to help and you launched he just doesn't understand yet you'll see it's okay are you okay <laughs> yes thank you Thank you. And Ollie. Thank you to Pavo mm. and Ollie. No problem. I'll cast Cure Wounds on her. Him. Hey, Alcor. Eli. Yeah? Since, since when do we fireball people? I didn't fireball, fireball people. Okay, I fireball okay. the dog. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to check in. It's not a fireball. Okay, okay. It's a flame. Well, it seemed really, really intense to me. So, I, you know, I just, just wanted to see what's going on. <laughs> By the way, Eli, I rolled 11 health for your cure oh, nice. wounds. Thank you. So do I max out, though? I don't have to do I can't, like, have additional hit points no. past my limit, right? Okay. To be fair, the other dog, when we hit it, it ran away. This one decided to stay. I don't know why. I don't know. Oh. I was trying my best not to hurt these things. That was very nice of you. Well, when you I run, that, guys. that Eli turned around, I, I ran back to the group. <laughs> Shit, say, we lost Thomas. What so the now- hell, guys? We were supposed to run! <laughs> yeah. Well, we can run now. now. We, we can try Thomas. to find him. Let's go. <laughs> we don't even know where this <laughs> cove is. 
<laughs> Actually, I'm sure we could easily trace where he went. He ran pretty fast. Tricks, uh, tricks, make a perception check for me, please. Ooh, not twenty. Ooh, yeah, no, Plus you. Four. You know exactly where Thomas has gone. You kind of you you see the trail that he took. Um, that you could easily catch up with him, no problem. Oh, okay. Well, you know, come to think of it, I feel like we could figure it out. Do you wanna? Do you wanna <laughs> head over there? <laughs> <laughs> Again, a really quick turnaround. That's so that's what I thought that our first plan was. I thought we were gonna run. Yes, no. let's run. Let's go. Yeah, let's Before go. I leave, I'm gonna kneel down next to the corpse and just kind of put my hand on it, like kind of tell it I'm sorry a little bit. Oh. Somewhere, sexy Gandalf is smiling down. <laughs> <laughs> no context. Nobody knows. Yeah, yeah, nobody <laughs> knows. It's all good. <laughs> Uh. So, um, all right. Um, after a few moments of leaning down, saying a a silent prayer or in incantation um, to give thanks and apologies uh, to nature itself for the death of this small creature, medium sized creature. <laughs> You begin to follow tricks as <laughs> you begin to follow tricks as she begins to follow the trail that Thomas had just led. Uh, it doesn't take you guys too long before you meet up with Thomas once more. He sees all of you once again and says, "Oh, oh, uh, you made it out. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. We're not we're not very far now at this point. Is everyone all right?" And you're so good at hiding. I wonder how come they never found your hiding place. Well, I, anyway, well, luckily enough, I'm not the one who came up with the uh, the 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 destination or the positioning of our little camp. How, how many times did you get captured? Because <laughs> you know the place, but when you get captured, you've been here for so long. I'm confused a bit. Well, this you see. This is my first time scouting. I was never a scout before. I might have got a little too close I... to the flame, if you know what I mean. N not me, but uh, I'm pretty sure Eli knows what you mean. <laughs> oh, I give him the dirtiest look. <laughs> not <Burr>. impressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to steal from you later, man. <laughs> 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 foreshadowing <laughs> so um, uh, as, uh, as you all tell the tale of the rescue of Eli uh, you continue onward towards a much larger thicker area of the forest you travel for another probably 15 minutes or so before you get to a almost a vine vegetative wall um seems to be incredibly dark where you at this point where you are at this point in time and thomas begin looks back at you says well we finally arrived to survivor's cove allow me to show you the entrance and as he uh, he turns back he begins to pull open what seems to be a curtain 
uh, as towards a large cave opening. You travel through the cave entrance for not very long. Um, and as you do, there seems to be little torches that hang from the wall at this point, emitting very low level of light, just enough for someone to be able to see a couple feet in front of them. Beyond that, you enter into um, a cove-like area, a little lake that seems to be surrounded uh, by a small beach area with tiny little huts, huts that have been made up from uh, what looks to be parts of ships and other debris that can be found strewn across a deserted island such as this. And that is where we're going to end our first episode for the evening. <laughs> Thank you all so much for playing along, enjoying the game. Um, hopefully you all had a good time in the first episode of our new campaign. Can we catch it on YouTube? Or can it be caught on YouTube? It can be caught on YouTube. We are going to yeah. be uh, we are going to be putting this up. I'm not the one in charge of our YouTube channel, so I have no idea when that will be going up. But I promise, <laughs> Sunday at Sunday. some point in time. Do you really want to put that on you right now? Sundays it is. Uh. Well done. Sundays it is. Yeah. Um. Ooh. All right. Well, um, I think we're going to call it there. Um, thank you for everyone who was watching. Oh, let me do this quickly. There we go. Um, thank you so much for watching. This was our first episode uh, of Careful Cantrip. We will be back next week um, to do another round of fun little adventuring uh, to find out what exactly is at Survivor's Bay and what will our adventurers do about it? But until then, I want you all to have a wonderful, wonderful week. And just remember, adventurers, be careful out there. You can trip. Thanks so much, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>